0: What's up guys, what's going on? I'm back. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo. We're in Amos chapter 5, 18 verses, I'm sorry, chapter 5, 18 through 27. So we are on the day of the Lord, man. This is one of the most famous passages in the scriptures on the day of the Lord because it's one of the beginning ones. And it's also lined up, not the way you would think about it. So if you haven't read it yet, let's go ahead and read it. And uh, if you have let's jump on into it. What does the prophet Amos have to say about the day of the Lord in this scripture? Well, uh, normally when we think about the day of the Lord, we think of it's supposed to be like the day where we will be justified as Christians, that the Lord is coming back to avenge his people. He's coming back to get us and take us home to be with him forever, that we might enjoy him and the inheritance that he has given us and and that's all fair and true in the sense of if you're following and serving and loving and glorifying and are part of the kingdom of God but it's quite different for these people of Israel because it is not what they're doing we've read up to now all of the judgments all of the um sins, the transgressions that the people of Israel have been committing, the atrocities that they have been doing against their people. But they would claim as they continued to go to quote unquote church where they would be going to the temple, offering their offerings, uh, they would go and they would um, do the songs, they would sing songs and all of this stuff to do an outward showing of worship to God, but inwardly their hearts were evil as they uh, their actions proved that more by the oppressing and the affliction of the poor. And so Amos comes, he says, woe to the one who wants the day of the Lord. He's like, if, if you're looking for the, the day of the Lord, he's like, you're looking in the wrong place, man. He's like, because it's going to be darkness and not light, man. He says, it, it's going to be gloom and destruction, man. He's like, that's what it's going to be. Matter of fact, he says, wherever you turn, it will be bad for you. Whatever you do, it will be bad for you. It's like, yeah, you thought you escaped the lion, and then you got, and then a bear came upon you. You got ate by a bear. It says, man, you thought you finally found rest in your home. You maybe made it away from that. Nah, man, a snake bites you. Oh, man. He says, that is what it's going to be like. In the day of the Lord, that's what it's going to be like. And then he says, why? Uh, well, actually, he didn't really say why. He just describes even more the pain that he is feeling. God explains the pain that he's feeling from the people of Israel, man. He says, I hate and despise your um your festivals and your and your feasts, your assemblies. He says all these things. You offer up sacrifice to me, man. It's like I don't want them, dude. They're none of them. I don't. I don't have a care about them, man. It's like uh, because you don't let justice roll. When he says justice roll, man. Uh, and then he says, and then he says, and let uh, righteousness like a a river overflowing. It's because they are doing these outward outward um, testimonies of worship, but they are not actually doing in their life every day the things that God has called them to through his law. It says man they are being oppressive. they are not being they're not holding justice as a primary lifestyle that they should be living. You see those are the things that were talked about in the law that he gave them. And as he continues to do these, um, hold these uh, charges against him, I said this was kind of like a, a covenant lawyer, that Amos is uh, um, an attorney that he's presenting the case against Israel. And he is saying that they have been oppressing the poor, that they have been afflicting the needy, and they have been um, um, doing evil to the righteous ones. He says, and that is why the day of the Lord for you, ain't going to be no good. It ain't going to be no good, homie. And so um, he's angry. He ain't accepting none of the sacrifices. He ain't doing none of that, man. He ain't doing none of that, man. And uh, then he poses the question. He's like, did you offer me sacrifices in the wilderness for 40 years? And we're talking about whenever they were wandering in the wilderness after they had got uh, taken. And I think it's because it's a comparison that even though they did some sort of, uh, of kind of like outward appeasement for God, they, their hearts were still far from them, man. It says they, their hearts were still wrong because what happened to the people that were there for 40 years? And none of them made it into the promised land because of their unbelief. It says that they're holding up these gods that they have created on their own they they're offering up gods that they made themselves and what happens when those when they make those gods that they make themselves they fail they fail and so god says man he's like dude i'm going to uh exile you this is this is the the course of action that's going to happen so you're going to be exiled and of course he stamps it You know, Amos wants to make sure that they aren't listening to him, that these aren't his words. They are the words of the Lord. And so he stamps it with the says the Lord God Zabio is his name or says Yahweh, the God of hosts, is his name. So what is this saying about God? Well, we should clearly see from this scripture is that God hates false worship he hates it whenever we go and we um do our sunday quote unquote thing and then monday through saturday we live a life of whatever it is we want to do besides the things that god has called us to do living a life separated from the things of the lord he hates that that's exactly what's going on here is they're bringing their tithes and their offerings they're 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 doing their um, sacrifices of uh, offerings to God, trying to appease him in that way. But then they want to live however they want to live the rest of the way by oppressing the poor and the needy and afflicting the righteous. God don't like that. He does not desire that. That is not any part of who he wants to associate himself with. What about man? Well, we can see here that man tries to manipulate God. They are putting things up to say, yeah, we're going to be on your side and then do whatever they want after that. In the last uh, episode, I believe we talked about how it said that he's um, like, if you turn, he says, then maybe I will be with you like you said that I am. You see, they're trying to manipulate God by the things that they're doing. To say that God is with them, but clearly He is not as he has described in this very haunting tale. The fact that the day of the Lord will be against them. Will be against the people of Israel. See, God is uh, uh, the thing is right. What they had to say, because the thing is right. What we think about the day of the Lord is not only is he going to save us by vindicating his people, but he is going to punish his enemies. But the question is. Who are his enemies? And at this point in time, Israel is not a friend of God. They're an enemy of God. And so the wrath of God on the day of the Lord is coming down on them. And so the application is uh, right now is first off, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on, man? Because if you're claiming and calling for the coming of the Lord, are you his enemy or are you his friend? And how do we know that, man? Well, uh, we just did John. We we just read through John. We just studied John. And if you haven't, man, go back and check out that. But in John, it says that if we love the brethren, it says if we live righteous lives, and if we truly believe in who Christ is. We believe in the, the death, the resurrection of Christ. And through that, all of these other things will come Uh, will follow. So let us demonstrate our heart for God with our actions. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode.